Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I get tripped by Kanye West, trapped by Justin Timberlake, and tricked by Lady Gaga. Girl, put your record on. Good morning. How's it going? I honestly don't even know what time it is because I woke up in the middle of the night and then I just could not get back to bed. There was like this slamming against my window, which startled me. Chupacabra? It, it wasn't a chupacabra. It was just the winds chiming against my, well, not chiming, but like ramalama ding-donging against my window. Hmm. And so after that, I was convinced there was an intruder. You know how you get that like startled thing when you're sleeping? Anyway, I couldn't go back to bed, stayed up until like five, and then fell back asleep, and here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Bright-eyed. Weary-eyed. Yeah, that seems more accurate. So I'll be doing this podcast in a uh, in a reclined position today. Oh, sure, the recumbent episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking about that movie, The Strangers, we went to see. Several summers ago. Scariest thing ever. Yeah, we were talking about scary movies and about like how I don't go to them really anymore, especially in the movie in in the theater. I might watch it at home. But like, like after watching after watching The Strangers, you had vowed from watching any more horror movies? Was that it? You know, I think it was sort of a, a an unspoken rule that I had, but I cemented mm-hmm. it out loud, I think, after watching The Strangers. And it was just now, it was one of those home invasion kind of things. That just makes me nervous. Okay, were you more nervous about like the home invasion thing and the fear, or was it me being really loud, yelling at the movie screen and telling Liv Tyler, "Get out of there, girl! There's something behind you!" And throwing the popcorn. And throwing popcorn. Yeah. But I think I did that twenty times at yeah. that theater. Yeah. Uh, it's hard not to. I was having a full blown conversation with Liv Tyler, trying to convince her to get the hell out of that house. He's right behind you. Don't lock the door because you'll trap yourself in there with him. Move out of the way, Liv. So, yeah, if I hear a rattling in the night, I think for sure someone's gotten inside. They're already behind me. They have a knife and a bag over their head. Well, you know, again, I, I, I totally feel you on not wanting to go to the theaters to go and see it. With that said, though, I love, I love a good horror movie, even though I'm petrified of, of watching them. Yeah, that's your And life. I will yell and scream at the, at the, at the screen, mm-hmm. whether at the movie theaters or in my living room, comfort of my own living room. They're great. And... Uh, horror movies had a really great summer this year. I think that they had uh, last in the last couple of weekends that movie Don't Breathe was number one at the box office, right? Yeah, horror movies have been doing well this summer, which is good because everything else has been tanking. Everyone's saying that this has been one of the worst uh, summer movie seasons in years. Right. I feel like they also say that every year. But I feel like this year it was more it was more profound. Like people were just like, no, 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 this time it the, the, these, the summer movie season really sucked. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most seasons they say, you know, um, moviegoer turnout is down and people aren't paying as much to go to see the movies. This year, people were saying every movie that's out is terrible. Like every movie was a sequel and it was shitty. Yeah. Uh, but horror movies, number one, they have they generally have very low budget. So there's like very like slim overhead. True. And people really enjoy watching them. And again, like like I was saying before, I felt like there's just 
so much special effects and explosions and CGI that I can that I can really stomach after a while. And it just becomes one big sort of, you know, jumble of of like overinflated movie budget that I just I don't really care to see. Yeah. Bored. Yeah. Now, if you, you know, come around the corner with a, you know, with a quick cut to, <laughs> you know, uh, Mr. Creeper eyes. Right. Then I'm on board. I'm yeah. scared. Cheap and thrills. I feel like, yeah, cheap thrills. I feel like I've gotten my money's worth. It's true. I mean, there's something so primal about that, uh, engaging that fear sense that we have, that like all people have, there's just like an animal instinct. And it's so easy to jump cut to or quick cut to or, you know, drop the sound out or drop the lights out and just cut to the eyes. It's so mm-hmm. easy to get that sensation. And, you know, people are oddly alert by it. Yeah. All there's you a need sa- is a- yeah. There's a saturation point. You, like you were saying, you can reach with uh, special effects. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all and throw exactly. as much money as you want at that. But damn, a good scare. Always Damn works. a good scare. Always works. Yeah. But not for me because it works yeah. too well. <laughs> and it's funny because we were roommates for like three years. And then after uh-huh. that, I lived by myself for two years. And when I would like if I came home from work and all the lights were out in my place and like the door to my bedroom had maybe come like swung closed over the course of the day by a breeze or it was not level or something like that. Or maybe I left the window open somewhere. I would mm-hmm. always think that some kind of clown terrorist had broken in and some psychopath was waiting for me in the closet for me to like creep the door open and flip the lights mm-hmm. on only to have my throat slashed. See now, but when we were living together and that same scenario were, were, were to happen, you'd be like, damn it, Jacob didn't pay the light bill again. Yeah, see, I go straight there, which I guess yeah. is probably worse because when you're when your guard is down, that's when you really get took. That's when you really get snatched. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's fall. It's fall. It feels like fall. It's here. Is it still hot as hell where you are? Um, no, it's 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 cooled down. It's cooled down a little bit. Yeah, it's but... cooled down in L.A. too. This actually past Labor Day was really mild, which is strange. It's the first Labor Day since I've been here in 10 or 11 years where it hasn't been like a million degrees on Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about L.A. They, it's really kind of tricky because they really... Like they go overboard with the summer part of the Indian summer. You know what I mean? It becomes like there's like a heat wave. Yeah. And it's stifling. Yeah. Just when you're ready to break out your card again, it's still 95 degrees. Right. And the chocolate is it, melting. So exactly. And the weekend before, you know, you almost blew your back out trying pulling the <laughs> AC out of the window only to find <laughs> that you need another like follow up of a cool Arctic blast. Yeah, you know Labor Day weekend because it's like 120 degrees, right? So just keep everything plugged in until Thanksgiving. But yeah, it's here. Yeah, it's here. It's it's here, and it's in full effect. Have you talked about a pumpkin spice latte? Yeah, have you taken a sip? I have Have not taken, and I'm not going to until after Halloween. Okay, you refuse to do that. I refuse. Refuse to do that. Have you? Uh, I have had a piece of pumpkin spiced pound cake. So I guess I have dipped my toe in the water, if you right, will. Right, right. That does sound lovely. Dip. That does sound Not wonderful. when you get the, the, the thing is, don't put the pumpkin seeds up on my bread, okay? Oh, Because that's no. an, uh, that could be an unexpected surprise to the gum area <laughs> if you bite down the wrong way. <laughs> right. Oh, so don't no. do that. Don't do that to yourself. That's a deterrent. <laughs> also, another um, 
another indication that the fall season is here is that it was New York Fashion Week this week. Yeah. And what is Fashion Week without Kanye West? Without Kanye. And some controversy. Yeah. Well, Kanye hosted Yeezy Season 4 on Roosevelt Island, and there are a lot of people that were mad about it. Yeah. Mad about it, and uh, most of them being the models that did the strut walk down the runway in their apocalyptic Spanx wear. There was a lot of slip and fall action, I believe. There was a little lot of wobbly woos. There were mm-hmm. a lot of hammer toes, funyuns, bunions, <laughs> and onions uh, due to the uh, clear lucite uh, heels that Kanye had cobbled in fashion for them this season. Like they did, they weren't making it down the runway. Hmm. In fact, one of his models, uh, former flame of Tyga, named Amina Blue, uh, has caught a lot of flack and a lot of, I guess, uh, Instagram celebrity this week because she uh, made it down the runway maybe about halfway until she swiftly kicked off the season, Yeezy season four shoes and stomped down the rest of the runway barefoot. And you know what I say? I don't blame you, Amina. Good for you. You're not going to roll my ankle. Snaps for the kid. No, no, you're not going to do that to me. I got to work. You know, you're not going to strain my ligaments Mm -mm. just walking down some old, no way. No way. Throw them over your shoulder. People can still see them. You're good. (laughs) Or did you kick them straight into the audience? Put them on your hands. There you go. (laughs) Just Just don't walk in them. They're actually not, not intended to be walked in. But here's the thing. This doesn't really bode well for Kanye because the only thing that he really had going for him in terms of a from like a design and sort of like, you know, sort of business success from this, this Yeezy line was the shoes. Really? So if people can't even, well, I mean, I feel like, well, everyone loves like the Yeezy boost, right? The little, you know, like sneaker moccasin. Everyone is like obsessed with that. Do you have a pair of Yeezys? Negative. But I feel like it's, it's, uh, it's not even about affording them. So there's such a limited, uh, you know, there's such a limited output of them that you have to like, camp out, you know, in a tent for three days in front of the sports authority in order to cop a pair. I don't believe in lines. Uh-uh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Although, you know what? That's not true because I have waited in line for like an H&M designer series once or twice in my life. But I, I can't do that anymore. I, do I can't recall. do that anymore. Carl Lagerfeld collection, Fifth Avenue. I was there. Sure. Yeah. But again, But H&M. that was when Carl Lagerfeld was doing it. He, he was the first person to kick off that whole sort of like designer fast fashion concept collaboration. Yeah. But now I'm not waiting in the line. Black Friday? Nope. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if the shoes don't work, wh- what are you going to buy? I mean, you can't, you can't buy those uh, Mad Max collection drawers that people are wearing. You know what I mean? Full of uh, cigarette holes and skid marks. Wait, skid yeah. marks. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. Mm-mm. So if the shoes don't work, I don't know what's going to work for them. But people are really up in arms. Uh, there were numerous models that were that were uh, had to be treated for dehydration and dehydration. exhaustion. Be- yeah, because what? they were like they were like so basically had them all up in formation, Beyonce style. Mm-hmm. Standing in like the middle of Roosevelt Park, and I guess like you know it was like a hundred and something degrees outside, and these women were standing in the sun, for over direct sun for like two hours or more, and a lot of them were passing out, 
falling over, hmm. just not making it. It was it was a disaster, pretty disastrous this season. But again, he's you know the front pages of every every magazine and newspaper because of this spectacle of his fashion show. And maybe that's the point. Maybe that's his. And genius I think that's maybe that's what the point was. His genius or his his insanity at work, right there. Right. Um, Tiana Taylor did the live kind of fade performance there. She did. did she, she have a slip and middle. fall? I didn't see it. Um, I don't think she did. I think that she was she was a okay. It was she more of the kids. sort of <laughs> right. Well, she wore the the Yeezy moccasins probably. probably. See, she she didn't she didn't get a you know a a, a strange you know loose sight see-through boot have you seen you gotta you gotta check out some of these uh fashions from this uh runway show but i know one of them one of the uh shoes is like a clear a completely clear like lucite boot that like is like a that goes up to the thigh i mean it looks like you're wearing uh like a you know a a ziploc bag over your leg with a heel basically attached to the bottom of the bag all right i saw a montage of um twisted ankles but I didn't. I didn't actually see the product. I just skipped mm-hmm. over it. I was like, I figured I didn't need to see it. But yeah, Tiana Taylor was there. She's having. Uh, I mean, I guess she's having a little moment, or he's utilizing sort of the the buzz of her being in the fade video. She's and, using uh, it too, and she's using it too. Good for her. Hopefully, yeah. she can get as much mileage out of out of it as possible. I think she's got an um, album coming out. I feel, Does like she? I feel like that's the last thing I heard is she's either working on one or she's already got one finished and she's going to drop it soon. All right. Looking forward to seeing what, what she's got. I think we've already seen what she's got. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm trying, I'm talking about sonically, musically. I see. I see. <laughs> well, speaking of other debuts and uh, seeing what people have sonically, long awaited Lady Gaga single. Perfect. Illusion. She's back. She is back. Question mark? Question mark. Well, should we go to the track and then we'll come back to talk about it? Yeah. Let's let's right. do that. Let's just get that out of the way. Here we go. Lady Gaga's perfect illusion. Hit it. So, um, this is her. Okay, listen. D- this ain't it. This ain't this is it. not right. This ain't it. Bye, girl. Bye. No. Bye. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. This is not it. But here's the thing. I mean, she's Lady Gaga, and she mm-hmm. has crafted some of the world's most like monstrous pop mega hits. Right. Part of me has to feel like okay. Uh, let's just break down the song. What do you? What are your like first impressions? I can see why she didn't premiere this at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't know what her problem is. She she's got the goods. She can sing. She can dance. She's a she performer. Can write a song. She can write a song. She's a performer through and through. She's extremely talented. 
You combine that with Mark Ronson, who is a mega producer. Um, but this song is not good. It's tuneless. It is- it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. There's like a half step modulation halfway through, but who knows what it's for. Out of nowhere, too. Key yeah. change out of nowhere. For no like, reason. Like, you didn't take me there. You, you for, Number one, you got to take me to the mountain, all right, mm-hmm. in order for the key change to be warranted. And this thing is so flat, it feels underproduced almost. Like, the production value seems just kind of, like, tinny. Uh, and it just doesn't really go anywhere. You know, it just never really gets to any highs. It just kind of, like, lays flat, and she's just kind of like blaring out perfect illusion perfect illusion yeah are there any other words i i don't not that i can it wasn't love it was a perfect illusion yeah back and forth for three and a half minutes you know and the thing is is like like you were saying she i felt like she had all the elements for like a big hot comeback single i mean mark ronson producer of uptown funk i was expecting at least a little trumpet funk exactly where the horns mark ronson give me like a poppy like a poppy popped out like amy winehouse tribute or something you know what i mean something like that like something that i could really kind of like grasp onto and say okay like i get the idea that maybe she's trying to like broaden her appeal and, and 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 like you know open her music up to people who aren't necessarily just like teenaged boy like fanboys you know right um so i think that maybe Maybe that was a part of her uh, her plan in, in releasing this as a single because it does feel very smooth 106 adult contemporary in a lot of ways. Like it gives me sort of like Pat Benatar tease. It gives me you know tease though only tease only just tease. Like it doesn't give me the full flavor. Right. You know what I mean? And you know like Lady Gaga is very uh, like referential. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of her music is just sort of like referencing other times and other artists in a way. But this here, it doesn't really, it doesn't really elevate that kind of idea. Like a lot with her other songs, like, you know, like Alejandro was definitely giving me all the ace of bass I ever needed in my life and a little bit more. Yeah. But I don't get that little bit more from this song at all. Like I don't really feel any of that. And maybe she's just like, maybe she didn't want like a monster hit to start off with. No. I still feel like she's on. No, you think she did? I think she did. I think she she didn't want. I think she needs it and she knows it. But maybe she's kind of on this tip where she just kind of wants to like, not neutralize her fame, but maybe she just wants, uh, again, have like a broader reach. And maybe she wants to focus on the acting. And maybe she's maybe she's just self-sabotaging herself. I, this is the only thing, this is the only way I can rationalize it. Because this is not, this does not necessarily denote, like, in any sort of way, after five listens, this is not the comeback. This is, like, she's not right, getting back. Right, this is not the comeback. She, yeah, she didn't who, even get out I the door. I know Mark Ronson got made. paid for this, but someone needs to mm-hmm. cancel that check. Because I don't know what he did here. He's been doing this for like 15 years. I don't think Mark Ronson has ever produced a single song that didn't have a horn in it. But yeah, where is the trumpet? Not once. And this is it. And like you said, where's the uptown funk in this? That song, at least, I mean, it got to be real annoying. But before that, it was undeniable and everywhere. Yeah, so this just isn't it. It's it's not working. It's not working. And I don't know. Like not the guy was like a, a, a like a like a little monster or a Gaga mega fan, but I was at least expecting to get something that I'd say, you know what? She's a genius. This yeah. is great. 
Something. She's had three years to kind of like lay back in the cut, kind of recharge her artistic juices. She had her 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 whirlwind Tony Bennett, you know, love fest mm-hmm. jazz album, and sort of like she said, she's had a moment to get back into her artistry, but. I don't know. This just doesn't really work. Maybe Laurie Ann Gibson was doing more than we ever thought she was. Okay. Well, this is a great point that you make because I think it was all about Laurie Ann. And I also think it was about Lady Gaga's former manager. Maybe it was, you know, Troy Carter was really the brains behind the entire operation. You know, I'm I'm inclined to believe that because... I believe that. Have you ever seen interviews with him? He seems... Like just like a, a visionary, he's 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 got it all figured out. Yeah, like he seems like a genius. I mean, he must be. He, I mean, he really did. I think that he was really instrumental in really taking Gaga from just zero to one hundred in like a a two year period. I think it was really all about him because a lot happened in that two years. Mm-hmm. Maybe and maybe she's on like some Lauren Hill insanity tip right now, where she's trying to reclaim her genius. Yes. I was the talent all along, but uh, not seeing it here. And how, do, yeah. how does it for you compare to like her other lead singles, if you look at? Well, it makes me go back to applause and think it's like genius, which when I first heard applause, I mean, I wasn't really here for that either. I was. That's where I always you, loved applause. You're, st- you're still giving it. Still giving applause. applause. And like you said, referential. It was very David Bowie referential, and a lot of people said it was Madonna referential, like some of her other work. Because uh, it did, it does sound like Girl Gone Wild a little bit, but I think that's a stretch. I well, like they're already saying that Perfect Illusion does kind of sound like Papa Don't Preach. Okay, that feels like a reach, too. Perfect Illusion, keeping my baby. Uh-oh, there you Uh-oh, go. Conspiracy there it is. solved. There I am. There it Here is. I am. Someone case closed, drop the gavel. Place, case closed. Had to throw my how to get away with murder lace front on really quickly and give the evidence and put it on the docket. Case closed. Yeah, case closed. Bad Romance, mm-hmm. Born This Way, Just Dance, Perfect Illusion, and Applause. Mm-hmm. Those are all of her. Those are her five lead singles. If you had to rank yes. them, how do you do it? I think Perfect Illusion is at the bottom. Definitely. And then comes... I'm going from the bottom to the top. Uh, yeah, perfect illusion, applause, and then what were the other ones? <laughs> uh, Born This Way, Just Dance, and Bad Romance. Oh, Born This Way, Just Dance, and Bad Romance. There you go. Bad Romance is at the top. That was like her best. Okay. Yeah, Bad what Romance was a monster. I'd keep Bad Romance at the top. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Just Dance followed by that. Then I would say applause. Then I would say um, born this way. And then I would say perfect illusion at the bottom. Hmm. Born this way I wasn't into. And that was a hard Madonna rip off of Express. Yeah, that was a really hard one. Now, is that when I think that's when Lorianne kind of pieced out or no, that no, no, she was still she was still involved during born this way because she had that big Grammys performance and she was, you know, doing the the monster pause still. And, you know, right. two-step, Monster Paw two-step that she was doing. But, you know, I will say this, and I do, like, not that I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a Gaga hater. I think that she is very talented, but I think that her talent isn't necessarily being steered in the direction that can, you know, 
to that that would benefit her. Again, I think that she has to have the right team behind her, and I think that maybe she still hasn't. I mean, she was working with a good team to begin with, and then her head blew up, and people got fired, and doors got slammed, and she still hasn't found. She still hasn't really kind of rebounded from that. Right. She just needs to give Troy and Lorianne a call. Just call them up. Bygones, you know, water yeah, under a bridge. Yeah, bygones be bygones. Everyone wants that check, so yeah. I think it shouldn't be a problem. Get it together. Would not be a problem. And I'm not you a know what? Gaga hater at all either, because I was waiting for this. I was kind of excited. I was waiting for it, for it too. Back. I was looking forward to it. Amazingly, now when you know our pop was coming out, I could not care. I couldn't care less because. Again, like she, she was tweeting up a storm. She, she and Perez were fighting. Like there was just us. Uh, I we had come to her, our Gaga saturation point, and I was right. already done. But yeah, I had three years to recover, and I was ready for another taste. Well, she sure wasn't pouring any lemonade, that's for sure. She really was not. Although in she, a way, I kind of felt like this was her lemonade a little bit. There's a part of me that feels like. Maybe the rest of this album will be good, and maybe this was her, like, just got to sing it out about her breakup with Taylor Kinney. I guess. Like, maybe she had to squeeze that out first before she could move on, and I'm hoping the rest of it is good, and we can just indulge this little sort of emotional outburst. Now, do you think that, okay, let's say that this single, I mean, I don't know, it was number one on the iTunes charts, but apparently it's fallen to number two within a day, which... Is not really a good sign, I guess. Yeah, for, no. For, it for came a out, star of her Mac. Right. It came out like Thursday night or something like that. And it was trending mm-hmm. all over everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then the following, like on Twitter, it was number one. Perfect illusion. And then the following morning, it was nowhere to be found. Yeah, it was gone. I don't know. I don't think Doesn't she'll ever. Well. Re- I don't think she's ever going to reach the heights of where she was during that uh, like monster era fame monster era uh i mean she's diversified now she's acting she's an she's an actor she is a uh, tony bennett collaborator mm-hmm. and uh she's going to be in that star is born remake with bradley cooper i think mm-hmm. you know i think that she's really got her hands in different pots and she her focus isn't necessarily the music um she's still got a huge fan base which will support her and I guess they'll support this album, but um, yeah, this one isn't. This is not. This is not the monster comeback single that she really needed in order to, you know, snatch that crown. But I will say this: I was doing a little Gaga retrospective yesterday after Perfect Illusion came out, and you know what? Without Gaga, I think that she was really one of the motivating factors for Beyonce to get a little bit more. Um, kind of daring with her music and more artistic, if you will. Yeah, I would agree. To push the agree. envelope a little bit. Yeah, because their, that, their couple of collaborations were pretty good. It sort of elevated yeah. Beyonce's game. And it really did. And, I, and it really, I think it kind of taught Beyonce to think out of the box. And for that, Gaga, I'm very appreciative. Yeah, I mean, video phone is still 100% watchable. Oh, definitely. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Gaga and Honey Bee getting the 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 Tarantino wagon mm-hmm. and drive off from prison. I did. I loved every minute of it. So with that, I think that yes. But yeah, I think all of that maybe just happened too quickly. I mean, how do you after I'm 
after your first album, get in the room with Beyonce and do back-to-back collabo singles. Right. You're playing a little Casio in the Lower East Side. And then next thing you know, you're hanging out with B? Don't make sense. You're hanging out with B? Trying to keep up. Remember <laughs> remember in video phone? Yeah. Remember in video yeah. phone mm-hmm. when she was trying to keep up with in Beyonce the fan. and the choreography? And, yeah. and the fan and like her... Her extensions were, the Gaga's extensions were blowing back in her face. Spazzing for her life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, she was holding on for dear life. I'm going to watch that after we, we finish up here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did telephone yesterday, but I will do video phone today. There you go. Um, so, yeah, who else is in the news? I saw, well, I think Britney uh, Spears is cackling about this entire perfect illusion. Because if anything, this really works well for Britney and her album. Yeah, I mean, perfect illusion, you know, compared to the stuff that's on Glory. She's sitting pretty. She's yeah, she's feeling she's feeling really happy about herself right now. Now, can you explain this to me? Mm. Why does it seem like all of these talk show hosts are determined to get behind the wheel with Britney Spears? <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about her appearance on Ellen? Yeah. <laughs> Who let her drive that car? I don't know. But I like that car. It was a little cute little baby blue Camaro. Yeah, it was cute. I'm sure it was a custom job. Yeah, they let her they let her take the wheel. Mm, yeah. Ellen's not scared. Ellen's not scared. Ellen's got good insurance. Yeah, she's got Geico. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she'd be a flow progressive lady. She would, yeah. She's riding with flow. Yeah, there you go. But that was a funny little bit they did. Was it though? I thought was so. it though? Because here's the thing. I feel like just watching it, there's like this really strange, bitter edge about Ellen lately, or not lately, the last couple of years, which makes me, are you surprised to hear this? Not at all, no. You need to really go back to the YouTube, but like, just, I I don't know, it feels like sometimes she just phones it in, and she just would rather be doing something else. Sure, maybe just cashing her checks, maybe she just wants to do that part of it from now on. I think that that's all she really wants to do. I, like, she just, like, there's, I mean, I get it, She's been doing it for a long time. She's been doing it for a long time. But, like, that love, like, I don't know. There just doesn't seem like, I feel like Ellen is sort of, like, in her, I don't know. Her her disposition is a little bit kind of, like, defensive. I don't know if I'm actually explaining it the best way possible. No, I agree. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of Letterman has creeped into her personality. Mm -hmm. She's a a little bit sinister. It's gotten darker. Yeah. And there's, like, she's she's still smiling and telling the jokes, but there's, like, a... A darkness to it you know it's that i think it's that like vegan gluten-free lifestyle she's mad <laughs> she's hung she wants a hamburger maybe ellen eat a burger you know what's well, she's been doing it for a long time and for yeah. whatever reason america loves, i'd be pissed yeah after 11 years of being a vegan and oh. being with porsche oh. i feel like porsche could suck the joy out of any room um but Just for that reason america loves a lesbian in daytime like, which which they should. Yeah. They're a fun time. They're fun. But time. you know what? They're fun well, time, but they're like secretly not that nice. Because remember Rosie O'Donnell was like the queen of nice, the queen of, queen of nice, and then she fired everybody from her magazine and canceled her own TV show, and then everyone was like, actually, just Rosie's like, terrible. I feel like Ellen might have the same problem. People who work on the show, who are within the circle, 
maybe understand her to be not as nice. I mean, she doesn't dance mm. anymore. She's like, cut that out. I'm tired. Go straight to the she couch. She doesn't dance when she comes out anymore? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't really watch that show. But I don't think she she's, does. Remember, she used to dance well, all the way up and down through the audience and then over the table right, with and the DJ. To, like chingy and, and playing a chingy track or a Nelly track. I think they still play the music, but she doesn't do the dance. She's just cut that out completely. Let's have a little seat today. That's it. There's Well, there's really no reason to watch anymore. This is basically what I'm saying. I don't think that she's really all that into it. I don't know why people... I mean, I guess that she... I think that once Oprah went off of the air, there was this sort of heightened sense of like importance now that Oprah was gone, that Ellen is like taking on the talk show throne. So I think the level of self-importance there kind of like ramped up. Mm-hmm. And... The, the comedy just sort of like went down the drain. Anyway, I say all this to say that the whole Brittany Allen thing in the mall, there was like this, she was trying to be funny, but there was this like sense of entitlement as they walked throughout the mall, which was supposed to be funny, but it didn't really come off as funny. They came, she came, she kind of came off as a total a-hole and Brittany was just embarrassed for all the antics. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just didn't come off very funny to me. Hmm. All right. Well, like maybe it wasn't jokes. She's going around saying we're a celebrity. We're celebrities. We can do whatever we want. But I think that she kind of does that in, in real life. I don't know. Someone was telling me about like Ellen will just go and like buy like every single antique that she finds because she has more money than God and she just feels like she, you know, she does what she wants and she's Ellen. So I really think that part of that mall act was real. Yeah. When she asked for all the sprinkles in her hands, she does that. No, I don't know if she really asked. Actually, goes to the Ben and Jerry's and knocks over. Who you know, just gets sprinkles? Yeah, sticks them for the sprinkles. But mm-hmm. I think that she probably goes into, you know, the restoration hardware and and can get a little bit, you know, uppity. Right. Give me all the knobs. Right. Give me all the knobs. Give me all your Italian linen now. You anyway. know, um, one of our friends works on the same lot where they tape Ellen. And every mm-hmm. now and then, like after each season, Ellen, the uh, Ellen's production team will do a big, um, like a sidewalk sale mm-hmm. where they sell off her, her suits and her wardrobe and other stuff like from the set. Mm-hmm. And our male friend is the exact same height and size <laughs> as Ellen. So he's got like bespoke Ellen suits. He wears uh-huh. her shirts and her slacks doesn't no. wear shoes. But yeah, half of his wardrobe is Ellen's, and it's a real <laughs> treat every time I see him because I make him dance. You make him dance. Yeah. You make him like dance over the coffee table. It's so funny. So wait, he goes to okay, he goes to Ellen's garage sale every year and gets himself laced up with a nice three piece suit. Because you know they're good suits. That's, that's quality. True. And not everyone that's, can wear them. That is a good that's a good fashion hack right there. Yeah. See? That's our fall fashion tip for you. It's true. <laughs> just go to just go to Ellen's sidewalk sale and get yourself laced up with a nice suit. If you can make it if fit, can, do it. If you can make it fit, go on and just go on and treat yourself. Yeah. If you got a, if you got a wedding to go to next month, make sure you hit up Ellen's sidewalk sale. Look you might get up. yourself a nice some dapper duds. Yeah. Are you now? Are you are you are you switching your wardrobe up this fall season? Talking going back to fall fashion. Yeah. Do you have any fashion must-haves that you need to uh, stock up on before, you know, 
the autumn winds and you know fall foliage falls coming Not to fall them down. Yeah, although fall is my favorite season. And I am about to go back to Boston uh, for a wedding in a couple so weeks. So you're about to get 10 more cardigans. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah. I'm really about to be like autumn in New York in a second. Mm-hmm. I want high mm-hmm. collared like wool coats. I want scarves. The whole thing. Walking like, I just through want... the parks like Susan Sarandon and, and Julie step- Roberts and stepmom. And stepmom. Exactly. <laughs> See, you already know where I am in my head. I know. Yeah, I, know. I live there. Uh, yeah, we, so I'm we excited love a good for that. cozy cardigan. Sure do. At this dummy, it's the best. You know, when we, I was on vacation in Ireland, I got myself a nice cozy wool cardigan. Okay. I haven't busted it out yet, but the bustation will happen. See, now you're. I months. like a soft cardigan. You like a scratchy. No, cable no, no. Knit. This one. No, 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 no. Because no, I'm actually a, like I was a little bit concerned about this on the trip because I knew I wanted to get a nice, you know wool cardigan from ireland but the thing about some of these wools they're really scratchy yeah and no i don't i cannot rock a wool scratchy wool sweater at at all because it will it will scratch my neck up (laughs) you'll be inflamed and i'll be inflamed and in hives in a minute irish wool feels like steel wool to me no but this wool is really super soft okay I, I checked it before I, I you know, swiped the sure. chase yeah. sapphire. Yeah, you handed over your euros. Yeah, before <laughs> before I turned in the euros, you know, I did check it, and it's nice and cozy and soft okay. and wonderful. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah that I'm, is I'm very looking exciting. forward to making a a new cardigan edition. Maybe we'll head back to Banana Republic together, so you can finally get those. Oh, they're dope, chinos. bro. So the cranberry chinos for the season. You'll finally get the cranberry chinos. You know they got to bring the cranberries back. It's 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 Thanksgiving times. Yeah, cranberry color is all abundant. Winter whites. It's like it's like cranberries, pumpkins, pumpkiny oranges, butternut, (laughs) butternut slacks. That just sounds like (laughs) booty jokers. Yeah, that's a different story. Just riding all up the crack of you behind. <laughs> you know, I, you know, well, <laughs> I was just looking, you know, GQ, they, every year they do like the, the best menswear designers of, you know, whatever year. And mm-hmm. for 2016, they are going back into the archives and have, uh, are using or featuring the top four menswear designers, best menswear designers in like the history of the GQ best menswear designers. Mm -hmm. So it's basically uh, putting on the hits of all previous seasons. And I think that like Stephen Allen is involved and Michael Bastian and um, this, uh, this, um, this label called the Saturdays. They make really nice kind of basics. Anyway, they always do this big collaboration with the gap and each fall they have like the designer collabo series. So all four of these designers are going to be involved and it should be featured on the Gap website in the next couple of weeks and in the next, the October issue of GQ. And you can kind of check out some of these fashions. And I'm hoping that there'll be some nice fall basics in that collection of, of, of designs. I don't know. I always like these stupid little designer collaboration you things. Sure Cause number do. one, they're affordable. Right. Well, every time, and you know what? I look at like, well, listen, I look at a Stephen Allen shirt regular retail and it's $180 and I can't understand how you can buy something like that. Right. It's a flannel shirt. What? Where's the flannel coming from? <laughs> what, it's what imported magical, from somewhere. What magical lamb 
are they, you know, getting this this wool from? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't. And you shouldn't have to. I can't. And you shouldn't have to. But then they good. team up with the Gap and they make it affordable. And they make it affordable. And then I will. I'll. I'll. I'll plop down forty five dollars for a shirt. Sure. But one hundred and eighty dollars. No. Two hundred dollars. Too much. I what just said that. Who do I look like, Alan? Yeah. What do I look like, Alan? Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Where else are we going this week? Um. Well, I'm not going to Netflix. I'll tell you that. What? <laughs> Why aren't you going to Netflix? Because I just found out Justin Timberlake's going to release the 2020 Experience Tour on Netflix. Oh boy. And I don't know who asked for that. It doesn't Wait, make out any I mean, sense. Who bought tickets for that tour? Did anyone go? I have no idea. That album came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I you know, this, I, I can't imagine that this is going to be all that successful for Netflix. But you know what? I said the same thing with Can't Fight the Feeling. And then it was like number one on iTunes for like three weeks. So right. he's still got his fans. He does. But I thought we were getting new music from Justin Timberlake this year. And now we have this like regression, this retrospective. The last single from the 2020 experience came out in June 2013. It was called Tunnel Vision. And I promise you, you don't know how it goes. I don't. Nobody does. Yeah. No, I, I have no idea. So uh, mm, I guess this I'm sure Netflix gave him like a dump truck full of money. Mm-hmm. They backed it up to him, and so he's just smiling all the way to the bank, but it seems really stale dated. Yeah, this does not feel fresh at all. But they definitely gave him the money. Yeah. And so he said, here, go ahead, take my take my old iPhone videos that I took while on tour and splice it together and, and you know, make, make this little mini doc. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for whatever reason, I was thinking about Justin Timberlake this past week because he was kind of the original Taylor Swift. Oh, how so? How so? I was just thinking because I think it was because I was watching Britney on Ellen and I was thinking of the Justin and Britney times when they were. Oh, like, you're talking about Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River, Justin. Oh. Because if you recall, when he went solo, he was riding high on NSYNC. They were the biggest thing around, them and the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys. Britney Spears was queen of TRL and they were both yep. like on top of their pop games. And then he went solo and came out with. Like I Love You. Like I Love You came out with like i love you and it wasn't the hit it was that like i remember in my head i remember it being a smash hit but i don't think it performed that well it didn't yeah that album didn't really get traction really until crimea river came out when that story about britney's infidelity and he was going around doing all of those interviews and he was on barbara walters doing like a most interesting people of the year and yeah she was grilling him with all these Britney questions about she she claimed she was going to be a virgin until marriage. Did she really do that? And he was playing coy like, mm, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he she was like, do you have any new music? And he played like, you're a terrible woman, a terrible one. Like he came out with his perfect illusion song, tickled it on the key. You're a terrible woman. <laughs> yeah. Britney. And then he did that Cry Me a River video, cast a Britney lookalike, and dragged her. And so, yeah, that just got me thinking he about... He is the first Taylor Swift. First Taylor Swift. And he's like an equal opportunity woman hater, because we always give him shit for ruining Janet Jackson's career. I think he triggered Britney's mental illness. Yeah, he kind of pulled the curtain back a little too quick on that. Too and quick, then, too far. Hmm. You're right. I think, I think you're right. But now I feel like it's come back to bite him in the behind. 
But why? What happened to him? Well, nothing's going on with him now, really. Like, I mean, he's releasing like a, a Netflix special of his tour from 12 years ago. That, like, yeah. nothing's really popping. That's true. That's true. Part of me feels like that's by choice. He just got into the, like this too cool for school. I'm going to be a movie star. And all of these pop stars trying to act. I'm not really just here get- for it. I'm telling you, just take me to the dance floor, people. That's it. I don't need you to try to, get, you know, get an Oscars bid up in here because you guys aren't going to do it. It's not going to work. Yeah. And, like, I mean, uh, Glory, you know, is it like a complete return? No, we're, to, we're never you know, going to see that Britney again. We're never going to see right, a, a pre nine. I mean, it's, it's a pretty it's, it's pretty good for, you know, what we've been getting from her over the last two or three albums. Right. This is great. And now that Gaga hasn't really given us anything to shake and twist about, hey. And this is her moment. Everyone else stumbled, stumbled out the gate. And so Britney, yep. by default, is having the best week ever. Best week ever. Um, now, I say this as a Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned, though. Can my heart really take another lemonade medley, a televised lemonade medley? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're going to get one. Can my nerves really I t- like tolerate it? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm ready. The way, because the Emmys producers are really trying to get her to show up at the awards. Because Lemonade is nominated for four Emmys. What else? I mean, I don't know what she can do to top that MTV performance, though. The, the entire Beehive is still six feet under from that performance. Yeah. I mean, they were, and they were still recovering from the BET Awards performance. Right. So, I don't know. This is like triple overdose. Yeah. I mean. Not that I'm complaining. I'm really ready for it. Just give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Yeah. Like, give her whatever she wants. I mean, because the Emmys, they don't typically have performances. But if you want Beyonce to show up, there's a couple things you need to do. You need to give her 20 minutes of stage time to do whatever she wants. And she'll splash us with all, like, fire and water for a half hour. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Lemonade, it's nominated for four awards. The only way you're going to get her there is to guarantee her two of them up front. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what we that's what we need. So if she ends up going, we will know. We shall know that she's I'm ready on her way to EGOT. I'm ready, but I'm not ready. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have like a week and a half to get ready. Okay. All right. Whew. Yeah. Just got to get myself collected here doing well she's got one way or another she's gonna get that oscar the emmy i feel like the emmy is in the bag she's already got more grammys than everybody tony will be easy whenever she can do that in her sleep whenever she gets around to it i mean like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if michelle williams can find success on broadway beyonce can listen if she can play in chicago then yeah Mm -hmm. maybe she'll go back to carmen she'll do carmen a hip opera on broadway Carmen? Yeah, maybe sure she do. will. She'll just, yeah, she'll just executive produce the hell out of that thing, yeah, and just do a little hip opera. Maybe that, maybe that'll be her one-two punch. Maybe she'll do the Tony before the Oscar, be big on Broadway, and then make a movie out of that. Yeah. Now she could just get an Oscar for best song. <laughs> She's been trying that for a few years. Now. <laughs> we also are obsessed mm-hmm. and we've seen her acting abilities in other films. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you don't think it's going to be for acting. I think 
I think that maybe she should start off with like you know song of song of the year or <laughs> okay soundtrack or okay. something like that. Hmm. Maybe Baby steps. She should just give Lemonade a limited theatrical run so that it qualifies exactly. for Oscar. That might be her best shot. Speaking yeah. of obsessed, yes. which was wonderful and a totally rewatchable. I love those mm-hmm. like '90s crazy white lady movies. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole slew of questionable black people movies coming out this yes. in the next few weeks. Yes, we do. Starting with Queen Halle Berry. Yeah, in Kidnap, which comes out. December 2nd. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this the week before because I, after I saw the trailer, I was like, I have to show this to David and we must go to this movie. I'm so excited for this movie. This, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about this movie. And I think that if Hallie plays her cards right, this is her new, this is her little, this is, this is her zone. This is this her, is her niche. 100%. Halle this Berry is totally doesn't it. do anything better than she does crazy. She, yeah. And this Just get Hallie race. panicked. Yeah. And hit record and you've got you've got a show. You've got you've gold. Got a show. Yeah. Now my guess is Halle Berry had like a Netflix weekend and she watched all of the Taken movies with Liam Neeson. She mm-hmm. probably got caught up on a couple of Fast and Furious movies. So like judging from the look of the trailer, uh, I'm guessing mm-hmm. like from all the excess and the nonsense and ridiculousness, I'm guessing she watched Too Fast, Too Furious, and maybe Tokyo Drift. And then she was like, You know what I need to do? I need to do a movie where I drive a minivan backwards down the freeway in pursuit of my beautiful black child who was abducted by a crazy white woman. Right. Because she says, like, after watching all these movies, Callie had to keep it, you know, she had to be realistic about her situation, her position in life. And she's like, but I'm going to be a soccer mom. I'm going to play a soccer mom. Right. Right. picture a frizzy frazzled bob mom bob mm-hmm. yeah there's a kids, shot where uh, you see a the, shot of like her kids stomping on the stomp accelerator the yep stomping on the accelerator <laughs> and then a shot of the speedometer on the minivan edging up to 80 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes get your baby hallie go get them oh so good yeah they've messed with the wrong mother mm-hmm now I'm well, into this. All these other black people movies coming out, I can't say that I'm here for. Well, okay. So Eddie, I, Eddie Murphy is, I guess, back on the scene. And this looks like it's more Oscar bait. Uh, yeah. you know, I think that after Dreamgirls and when he didn't actually uh, win for his role in Dreamgirls, Eddie was a little bit better. A little bit. He threw a full-on tantrum and stormed he, out of the ceremony. Full fit. Full fit. Yeah. When the camera uh, cut to him, when they announced the other winner, I think he gave the camera the finger. 
Yeah, and then just like stormed out. Right. But he's back with his new movie called Mr. Church. Yeah. Now you sent me this trailer, and I didn't know what to make of it. I don't know what to do with it still either, because it's, it's it's like cooking for a sickly Miss Daisy, basically. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm getting. Yeah, basically. It's like right. Eddie Murphy. He's playing some step and fetch it as Negro, helping white people cope with their problems. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why he agreed to do this. I don't know. All the only reason I can think is because he wants that. He wants that golden trophy. Okay, but which gold? I don't think this is going to get him one. Yeah, fortunately. especially but, the, the yeah. field is crowded with these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this one definitely doesn't really do it for me. But maybe there's like a is there a twist? I don't think that there is. I think this is a pretty like straightforward magical black person. Let magical me help black you. Person. Let me help these white people movies. Um, he mm-hmm. because basically the I guess the idea is he is a cook for this family. This white mother and her daughter. The mother is terminally ill and she dies. And so, or the mother is terminally ill and expected to die. And she ends up living longer than they thought they were. And then the daughter mm-hmm. grows up. She goes, gets close to Eddie Murphy and he gives her money for college or something like that. And then she comes back to live with him and then he dies. And then she writes a book about how touched she was by this black person. Oh boy. Yeah. Try not to throw Ugh. up in your mouth. Oh boy. So it's like the help means meets driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. All wrapped into one. Right. And that's yeah. not even the most offensive movie coming out. Which what's the most offensive? Have you seen this trial? I don't know if I sent you this one. And another thing. And another thing. This Renee Zellweger movie, it's not coming out this year. It's coming out Black History Month next year. Oh um, boy. Called Same Kind of Different as Me. Uh-oh. What's this about? Hold I, on. Have I you seen the tra- Yeah, please, no, I haven't. please watch the trailer for it. Okay, here we go. I had another dream last night. Was it a good one, or was it about me? It was about a poor wise man who changes the city. And I saw his face. Hey! We have to talk to him. That's a man from my dream. What's your name? You don't need to know my name. Well, I'd like to know your name. Tell your woman to stop bothering me. You'd be doing me a big favor to just be nicer. You want to be my friend? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to have to think about that. What in the hell was that? How did this get made? Well, how did this? This just seems like a, this is a horrible, horrible joke. It has to be. It has to be one of those, like, you know, Wayne's scary movies, rips, or, you know, on. It's like, you know, historical black movies, like of all. Of, it, number one, what, what, what era is this taking place in? Because <laughs> one, at one more moment, I see like a 57 Chevy. And then the next clip, I see like a G-Wagon. Right. And then Jaiman Huntsu is like doing his best, like uh, Danny Glover Yoda mm-hmm. imp- impression. It's all really just a whole mess. And then you've got Renee Zellweger. This is like, you know, as soon as she got off of the, you know, the 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 surgeon's table because her 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 work has not settled, and no. that brunette lace front is not covering up witness protection. The Botox, yeah. It's a mess. This is a mess. It is a mess. Um, 
There's a website. Uh -huh. It's called uh, VerySmartBrothers.com. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Um, they did a response to this trailer that pretty much captures everything perfectly. So I just want to read an excerpt of Damon Young's response to the movie trailer on the okay, website. Okay, because I'm really having a hard time articulating my frustration and my confusion. It's a lot. I was shocked in the speechlessness when I saw this, and then I read yeah. this thing, and I was like, yes, all of this. So None of them should be working after this, but go says, ahead. He says, Marvel at Renee Zellweger's unplaceable accent, which exists between an impression of Jimmy Fallon doing an impression of Dolly Parton doing an impression of Frank Underwood and Scarlett O'Hara after a particularly intense vape session. Witness Greg Kinnear with his stupid Greg Kinnear glasses and stupid Greg Kinnear Eddie Bauer sweaters and stupid Greg Kinnear faces achieve a level of caucasity that hasn't been seen since the third season of Friends. Pay close attention to Jaiman Hansu's expertly vacillating between peak unchanged nigga and peak wise nigga with no education who saves these silly white people from themselves and peak magical Negro and peak black guy who needs a new barber. Listen to some of the Fisher Price as my first slave ass words that come out of his mouth. Focus on John Voight, who I'm 1000% certain was totally paid in cash to grow in a Unabomber, Unabomber beard and do this movie. And learn that this calamitous clamor of 180-proof white guilt was actually a book, too. And then reflect on the thought process of people actually making this movie and ask yourself why capital-letter white people feel a need to continue making this movie. And I was like, yes, all of that. Yes to all of that. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, everybody. I don't think I have much more to say that. After was that. it. That was it. That I was just, it. I, can't, I couldn't believe that that was a real thing. Jaiman yeah. Hansu needed Damn it, Jaiman! Damn it. Yeah. Is he paying like child support to Kamora Lee? Well, I was thinking maybe Kamora, maybe he was getting a baby fat check. Me too. Obviously right. not. I guess not. She's squeezing him for them coins. Damn it. So I thought he was in the clear with those terry cloth baby fat jumpsuit money. <laughs> You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>